And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hello dudes and dudettes, guys and gals, ladies and germs, how are we doing? What is this, 114, something like that? It's Thursday, the 28th of March. As I record this, it is 2.23 in the afternoon, uh, Eastern Standard Time. It is a wonderful 65 degrees outside here in Knoxville. I'm overdue on a podcast, and um, I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow, so I'm like, you know what? I got to do this now. Uh, this, is, this is when it needs to happen. I wanted to do it Monday, and then Monday got away from me. Last week was spring break, I think. I'm pretty sure it was like a week ago, so I don't totally remember. It's been uh, it's been uh, something like that, yeah. It's been that kind of a uh, that kind of a stretch here. It's been crazy busy, um, and I've been uh, been busting my butt. So I got to tell you, it's um, it's a good problem to have. But at the same time, it's like, man, when do I record a podcast? So the answer is now. Um, as I'm getting ready to uh, ship off, um, I could be doing laundry. I could be packing. Um, I could be doing all kinds of things. I'm doing none of that. Why? Because it will take me literally about two and a half minutes to pack. Um, boy, should I do laundry first? Probably. I went the lazy route just because I keep going back to see my parents. Um, uh, I'm like, you know, at some point I need to make this a little bit more efficient. So what I did is I went on Amazon and I ordered like all my usual toiletries and I just had a whole bunch of them shipped over there. Same with some supplements. So it'll make it a little bit easier to like stay on my normal plan. I can carry less on the plane cause I'm not carrying my toothbrush and all that crap around with me. So I don't have to check stuff. I'm going through TSA, like pull out my bag of liquids, all that stuff's just going to be there. So I've got a little, I've got home and then I've got home away from home set up, um, which is nice. So I'm, I'm thinking like maybe I'll just get some clothes and leave those there and then I can just hop on the plane with nothing just me and my ipad and phone and a couple of chargers and my sunglasses and headphones and that's it like hey cool that's the way to travel right there so not even a, a, a carry-on bag or anything that's how I, that's how you should do it um but uh you know I, I i've got a little bit more going on than that so anyway that that's my world so i'm leaving what 6 a.m ish tomorrow so i'll have to wake up around 4 30 and go through the usual routine get to the airport around 5 um, I got an economy ticket, which I don't know, those of you who fly frequently, um, an economy, a basic economy ticket. What that means, unbeknownst to me when I bought it, but I figured it out during the check-in process, that means you cannot take a full-size carry-on bag on the plane. <laughs> I'm like, what? And so I was thinking like, well, psh, they aren't going to know. And then I'm like, I look at the boarding pass and it's like color-coded bright orange. It's like, oh. Yeah, they'll see that. They're going to know. Okay, so I'm actually checking a bag, which I hate doing. I hate checking bags, but whatever. So it's like, you know, 25 bucks or whatever. Still, the ch ticket was pretty cheap, worth the price of admission for me. Um, I got a rental car. I'm going to hang out there Friday afternoon, all day Saturday, Sunday, pretty much all day Monday. Come back on a red-eye Tuesday morning. It departs a little after midnight, and then I will be back here in home, uh, at home, I'm going to hit the grocery store on my way back. I should be back home around noon and dig in to do a little bit of work. Maybe I can get an hour or two in before I just uh, actually die um, and uh, fall asleep and never wake up again. We'll see how it goes. It depends on how I sleep on the plane. Um, I know I'm being a little dramatic about it, but that is my right. I, uh, I maintain that right. So um, overall, um, things are good. I mean, a little personal update. Um I'm continuing to uh, eat a modest amount, which feels like a lot because my metabolism as I get older sucks a little bit more and more each day. 
Um, oh, Taz. He's going up the stairs. He's like, oh, God, Dad's doing a podcast again. I'm out. Yeah, later, buddy. Thanks for thanks for your support. Appreciate that. My number one fan right there. Um, so I'm, I'm eating. Uh, training's going really well. Um, you know, I finished a four-week uh, split, and I think I talked about that last time, and my coach incorporated a deload week. It was kind of a mixed bag. I'm like, I probably needed it, but at the same time, I feel like it kind of pulled me out of my groove a little bit. Why? Because I overthink things too much. That's why. So um, we're back in now with a new split that is very, very similar to the old split. Like the back workout that I did today was exactly the same, just with a couple of rep schemes changed for two of the exercises. That was it. Other than that, it's the exact same thing. Um, legs are, are not changed too much at all. So um, still two leg days, two back days, and an upper body push, and that's it. So um, five days on, two days off. Um, typically Thursday would be my day off. I did back today because of travel tomorrow. I'm going to take tomorrow off. Work, uh, work out Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday. No, no, sir. That's, that's going to be a day off as well. So my schedule's all, uh, all manner of screwed up, uh, but it's going to be okay. I'll, I'll figure it out, and it should be, shouldn't really have any issues um, staying on plan um, over in Oregon, you know, for the, for the most part, macros might be a little, uh, fudged, but they're, they're going to be, you know, largely on point. I didn't really have a cheat meal this last week. My weight has been super steady. It's been like 227.2 for like five days in a row, which I can't remember the last time that's happened. Um, things look, you know, reasonably okay. If I'm self-assessing, I'm like, eh, I'm not thrilled with this, but it's fine. It's okay. Um, actually feel a little bit tighter the last few days. So it, it, it's all good. It's all good. I don't have anything real to complain about, um, except my foot hurts. So I went to the doctor last week to get it looked at. It was what, a week ago? Was that today or boy, I got to check my calendar. I don't know what the hell's going on. Was that Friday? That was Friday. It was a week ago, Friday, which is why we didn't have a podcast last Friday. I had to go to the doctor. So, um, and uh, he said, well, it's not a stress fracture, so that's good. It's probably tendonitis in my foot. So he gave me some stretches, which I have kind of been doing. Um, he's encouraged me to put a heating pad on it, which I have not been doing. Um, but it does feel a little bit better. The big thing is, you know, I'm avoiding um, long walks. So poor Taz, and that's probably why he went upstairs. He's like, oh, okay, Dad, I see how it's going. You're going to do a podcast instead of taking me for a walk. Yeah, yeah, and you just said it was 65 degrees outside. I heard that. I know it's beautiful out there. I realize that you're not taking me with you outside, so screw you. Double middle fingers. I'm going upstairs. I'm going to the bed. That is his right. I don't blame. I don't blame you, buddy. I don't blame you. I'd be pissed at me too. Poor guy. But uh, my wife's been walking him in the afternoon at least, so he's getting something at least. But um, I've been doctor's orders. You know, don't you know? Don't spend too much time on your foot. Okay, got it. I can do that. Otherwise, everything feels good. Like, um, no, uh, uh, nothing's holding me back in the gym or anything like that. Um, I've actually been doing zero cardio. I hate falling back into that habit. But once again, trying to stay off my feet. Doctor's orders for the most part. I got to get this thing feeling better so I can resume walking like a normal human being rather than trying to baby it all the time. So um, that's the story of my life. There you go. I'm going to see uh, see the parents. Um, Dad is out of the hospital. He's in a rehab facility. It's an inpatient rehab facility, which dun 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 is actually an old hospital. So he's out of one hospital and basically into another one. But this one is now a rehab facility. Um, so he's on, he's on an accelerated rehab schedule. We'll see how it goes. Um, there's still uh, still a lot of progress to be made. So, but I'll see him um, tomorrow actually, which would be cool. Be cool. It's been uh, been a little over a month since I was there. Actually, it's been too long, so I'm gonna have to go back a little bit more frequently. And that it's just it's hard to leave everything here uh, <laughs> to, to do that. And 
Um, we did uh, what one thing noteworthy here, and then I will move on from my personal update because I know ain't nobody give a shit about this stuff. But hey, you know what? You're here, so I've got you as a, a captive prisoner for a little bit at least. Um, we had a new patio put in out back, and I actually like we hired some guys to do it, and they've been working on it off and on for a while. It's been a large project. Like we started with some drainage, and then we started with a retaining wall, and then we're like, let's finish this. Let's put in the cobblestone patio and a fire pit, and they did it, and it looks awesome and we've had a couple fires out there already it's totally kick-ass it's less grass to mow um and uh it's uh it was a really good decision really happy with it so now we're shopping for patio furniture so there you go that's the update so now i don't have a whole lot to go over here i thought i had more but actually we did a good job of kind of cleaning out the uh the archives last time and then uh i've had nobody calling in to leave voicemails so i am really really distressed about that um please Call in, help guide the show a little bit. I had a, an article saved that I wanted to talk about this week, but I can't find it. I saved it on my phone, and now I'm like, where the heck is it? I don't see it anywhere. But it was about uh, a uh, some social media influencer who is a vegan um, who was caught eating uh, meat somewhere and <laughs> was kind of like meat shamed, if that can be a word. Um, and I, I kind of laughed at it. I'm like, this is this is silly. This is where our society is. We're now shaming people for eating meat because they say they don't. But you know, when you're an outspoken advocate of veganism, and then their rationale. I wish I had the article pulled up so that I some of you may have heard of this. I don't know. But when you are an outspoken proponent of it and you start eating meat because your doctor tells you that avoiding it is making you unhealthy, it's like, mm, you should probably, you know, if you are a social media influencer, it's probably a good opportunity to try and incorporate a little transparency rather than just blindly preaching the same gospel, um, you know, so this person, I think it was a she, um, was willing to be persuaded and have their thinking challenged, um, but didn't feel it was appropriate to present that to the people who follow them, which I thought was a little little shady, kind of like lame. Um, so again, no judgment on vegetarians or vegans. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I if you walk around wearing a shirt saying, I'm a vegan, I'm like, yeah, great. I don't walk around with a shirt saying I'm a carnivore. I don't care, frankly. I don't care what you think about me. I don't really care about what you're doing. So just do your thing. Um, like people who CrossFit, you know, that's the, the first rule of CrossFit is you must talk about CrossFit. Just shut up. Do your thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, in certain circumstances, it's okay. But when you're like, you know, when I'm at the gym at the front desk and the person there is telling me about how she's a vegan, I'm like, I really don't care. Can you scan my tag so I can get on with it? I don't care. Don't care. Um, granted, they could tell me about anything and I wouldn't care, but that especially. Like, you don't need to bring this up. Anyway, if you if you can find that article, um, it, it's worth a read. I thought it was kind of humorous, um, is, is all. So let's get to it. So this is the, the mea culpa segment of this. So sometime back in around 1997, I think it was, um, a listener by the name of Jackie Carter emailed me. It's been a long time, Jackie. And so back when she emailed me, let me see if I can pull up her email here just because I, I'll have it in my archive. I know I'm looking at notes that I took from it right here. Um, Okay, not too bad. It was February 26th. Okay, all right. So it, it, it's still a month. Um, and uh, she, <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, uh, 
she said she uh, started listening a while ago. She's only up to January 2018, so now she should be pretty much up to date by this point, I think. Either that or after listening to enough of it, she's like, oh, God, I can't take any more of this guy. Screw this, and she checked out, and she'll never hear this. So either way, either um, Jackie, I miss you, or hey, congratulations on making it this far. So, um, and I said, Hey, this is a great topic. We'll talk about that. I'm going to try and address it in one eleven. Um, and I said that will probably get recorded and posted tomorrow. Um, but sadly, Oh, here it goes. That was February 26th. The next day when I was going to put a podcast up was the 27th. That was the day we lost Bella. So that's why that didn't happen. So Jackie, I got derailed and, um, nonetheless, here we are. So here is her story, uh, such as it is. She said, I used to be into bodybuilding until I hurt my back a few years ago, but I've gotten back into it, usually going about six days a week for lifting. My question is about taking fat burners, and will it inhibit muf- muscle growth? Muffle growth. Um, I bought Hellfire. I am assuming that is the name of a product. I am uh, not up on the latest supp- the, the latest specific supplement products. Just, I mean, if you listen to this, you know why. Um, and was taking it for about a week, but stopped because I was worried it would stop muscle growth. I stick to a pretty strict meal plan, use protein powder, ignition from first form, creatine, BCAAs, drink plenty of water, 5'9", 127, work as a pastry chef. Ooh, man, that is a uh, an added degree of difficulty for a bodybuilder working as a pastry chef. It's like uh, I did have a client who managed a donut shop once. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Oh man, I could not think of a worse job to have if you're trying to be a bodybuilder. I mean, for me at least. I don't know. Anyway, um so she continues, I'm on my feet and moving all day. Um directions say to take 1 to 3 a day. She was only taking 1. Um okay, so advice on this subject. Yeah, generally speaking, you don't have to worry about it. Like muscle grow uh, m- muscle loss due to a fat burner is uh not typically a big issue. Now, that is assuming you, you're you're if you're taking a fat burner, you're probably going to be at a deficit. And so whenever you're at a deficit, there is a risk of muscle loss. And even if you um uh have all your ducks in a row um and you're killing it and your workouts are insane and you've got, you know, if you've got a modest deficit set up so that you're actually seeing some fat loss, you will get some muscle loss as well. Now, that is baked into the cake. There's really nothing you can do about that. You can control the rate of it. So I equate it to this. Um, You ever have one of those tires in your car where like every three months you've got to put air in it, even though it doesn't really have a hole in it that you can discern? Um, That is the rate at which you lose muscle over the course of a cut, you know, it, it, if everything is managed well, it's really minimal, but it's not zero. And I think it's worth recognizing that. Like people say, I want to avoid all muscle loss when I'm on a cut. I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. You know, unless you're taking a lot of gear and, um, you know, you're, you're also like kind of new to it, or you've got a really aggressive cycle. And then, you know, you can't actually grow when you're on a cut, but you ain't going to do that naturally. You're going to lose muscle. We're going to try to make it as close to zero as possible, but it's going to be some kind of non-zero number. It's going to be something negative there. So um, you have to accept that. But taking a uh, a fat loss agent, a thermogenic, a fat burner, um, is not necessary. It, it's not going to accelerate that process. The where I would have a concern is 
if you're trying to push things a little bit more aggressively, so you're at a really big deficit and then you are throwing that on top of it, well now not necessarily because of the fat burner, but just because of the deficit. And what I'm talking about here is the mindset that leads to, you know, okay, more is more. So more deficit, more cardio. Now you're putting yourself at a greater risk for muscle loss, but it has nothing to do specifically with just the fat burner. So no need to be worried about that. I would say, you know, take it as directed, um, assess based on how you feel. Um, and then always, um, measure your performance as well. Go for a modest cut, um, especially, you know, th this was, you know, to, to, for a vacation. So, um, Keep your cut modest. Don't try to be overly aggressive with it. This was sent in February, so if you're targeting a vacation in April, um, you know that's let's say that gives you I don't know. I'm just going to ballpark it here, five or six weeks, something like that. You're not going to change the world in five or six weeks. You can make some progress, but you've got to be reasonable in your expectations. If you want to drop like 20 pounds in five or six weeks, it's going to make you do some really stupid stuff on your diet um, and really overdo it on cardio. That's going to lead to muscle loss, um, a fat burner. Uh, when used properly will not. So um, that's that. Um, now, uh, Lisa, hey, how you doing, Lisa? Lisa from, from Canada had a couple of questions for me. So um, she said, uh, a possible discussion topic here, sneaky things that can impact your prep. So I like it. I like it. She had a, uh, a couple of uh, things to get me started here. So I, I have not put a whole lot of thought into this, so we're just going to go off the top of my head. That's what everybody wants to hear. Oh, great. Darren's going to talk about something that he hasn't put any thought to. Great. This should be really interesting. Sorry. Sorry. What she says is, you know, obvious ones are not doing the training and not following the diet plan. Those are the obvious ones, but those are also the sneaky ones because there are people out there that will do exactly that, but not cop to it. Like, you know, they they say, oh, I'm doing the train. I'm doing the cardio. Like they'll plug a cardio session in on their tracker that they didn't do. They'll, they'll log their macros and be like, I'm not going to report those numbers to Darren. I'm going to do this instead. People have fudged their weigh-ins. I know this because after a period of time, they've they've outed themselves. So I know these are things that happen. So whenever I look at somebody's check-in, I'm always looking at it with a skeptical eye. Like, what's really going on here? So those are obvious ones, but they can also be kind of sneaky. So um, she had some examples of um, sneaky ones, I mean, what they are and why and how they impact prep. So starting with her suggestions... Not enough sleep. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a big one. And I've, I've known people who have gone into shows and they'll be like, hey, I'm coming into peak week. I'm getting about four hours of sleep a night. And they look great. I'm like, you know what? Those people are the exceptions. If you think you're one of those exceptions, here's a hint. You're not. Um, <laughs> it's just... You know, everyone wants to think like, oh, well, you know, there are people out there that can lift and they grow and they're not logging their workouts and they're not forcing progressive overload. I'm like, is that you? How big are you right now? I've, I've had a lot of clients like this where they're like, I know what I'm doing with my training. I just need help with my diet. And I'm like, okay, why are you 150 pounds when you're five foot 10? You know what you're doing with your training? Really? You don't look like Mr. Olympia to me. I mean, what? Come on. I, if you're not willing to... um open yourself up to some new ideas and having some feedback, why are you hiring a coach? So I, that's one of my pet peeves. Whenever somebody gets going on that, I'm like, no, like, you know, I haven't really been following your workouts. Um, like real. Okay. All right. So you want, you want to school me on what's going on here? Come on, buddy. Anyway, the total, total sidetrack right there. Not enough sleep is a big one. So, um, you know, if you don't, 
rest and reco- you're going to crash and burn. You know, if you, if you continuously fall back behind on your sleep or you're not getting enough or it's low quality, you know, that, that really, really increases your chance of not making it to the finish line and not getting up on stage. You're just going to crash and burn. Your energy is going to tank and basically you're just going to get fed up and you're going to quit. So that's one of the big things that will lead to that. I mean, just a, a impossible diet can do that as well. Um, Life stress, impact of cortisol on fat loss. Still, I'm, I'm totally um, cribbing from, from Lisa's suggestions here. That is the big thing. And so one of the questions that I ask on my um, uh, weekly check-in form is, you know, rate your stress on a scale from 1 to 10. And if it's higher than usual, tell me why. And a lot of people will constantly say, like, you know, it's 8 or 9. I'm like, hold on. 8 or 9 is like, you know, you have, you know, trauma going on in your family you're in a car accident your house is being you know uh foreclosed upon that's like an eight or nine so let's recalibrate that scale a little bit i I don't want to you know have a panic attack because you know you got a lot of stuff going on when it's really not like crisis mode and um a lot of that comes down to just trying to manage these stress factors. So there's all kinds of little things. And I've talked about stress on here a lot. Um, that analogy of a stress balloon or a bucket where all the stuff goes into it, all the good stress from training, all the bad stress from like finances, relationships, family, uh, work, et cetera, they all go in there. Um, but, uh, you know, that bucket can overflow. Um, and when it does, that's when bad things happen. So trying to manage and mitigate those things as best they can, identify where your stress comes from and nip it in the bud. For me, one of the things that stresses me out the most is unopened, unaddressed mail that comes in. I'm not talking email. I'm talking like garbage from the post office. Um, so what I do is I stay on top of that and much to my wife's chagrin, she hates it when I do this. I will constantly bring stuff up and put it in front of her like, do you need to look at this? And uh, Can we do something about this? Because having this on the counter is stressing me the fuck out. It, 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 so I, I'm, I just, I say, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you know how I am. I, I got can, can we do something about this? Do you need me to take care of it? I'll take care of it. I'll do whatever. Just, I need it off the counter. I need to address it, do whatever it is with it, and recycle it. When that happens, boy, oh, I feel so much better. Keeping my inbox clean. Um, you know, it's, for me, it's inbox zero when I'm done working every day. Um, if I have unanswered emails out there, especially something that's been sitting in there for more than a day because it takes some time to really kind of, that drives me insane. I can't do it. So that's one of the reasons why I stay on top of everything with, that's business related because I have to or else I'll go insane. Um, having a dirty desk, that's another one. So I mean, identify your stress factors and figure out how big of an impact they have in you and then come up with a plan of attack or a strategy for addressing them when they're still molehills before they become mountains. Um, overtraining, certainly. So you're looking at training volume and, and rest. So this applies to both lifting and cardio. And this is why oftentimes I'll tell people like, hey, you know what? We're six weeks out. I need to take three or four days off right now. I know you want to push, but if we keep pushing, you aren't going to make it. Um, how to know when you're there? I mean, you'll you'll know when you're there. As soon as you get to the point where you're like, you know, if it's 16 weeks out, you're like, I love the gym more than anything else. And then at, at seven weeks out, you're like, I would rather eat broken glass and go lift today. Chances are you might be getting there, especially if that's combined with a plateau, um, if that's combined with, you know, a, a loss of appetite, any of that stuff, um, especially when you're at a good deficit and you're doing a lot of work. If you have a loss, lo- uh, a loss of appetite, um, that's a big sign as well. So those are things that I'm, I'm looking at there. But overtraining is a big one. We, we avoid it a little bit um, by doing a traditional body part split, which is one of the reasons I advocated on prep as, to doing, as opposed to doing full body workouts. 
because it's a lot easier to to manage overtraining if you're hitting like one muscle group uh, a day, one or two, as opposed to trying to train four or five muscle groups in a day. Even if it's not as intense, it's going to impact your recovery and your overall um, adrenal fatigue. Um, not refeeding, diet breaking, or cheat mealing. Yeah, so um, that that all impacts leptin and uh, your overall metabolic performance. And so that's something that I always like to address in concert with an assessment of your overall training intensity, which is why I'm such a pain in the ass with my clients as far as requesting videos. Cause I'm like, you know, it's getting to the point where it's like, you know what? Cheat meals and refeeds are appropriate when your intensity is on point based on the overall development I'm seeing here. I question if it is. So if you want to have a cheat meal or a refeed, I need to see what your training intensity looks like. Otherwise I'm going to assume you're not pushing hard enough to need one. Um, because seriously, if you're kind of going like mediocre through your workouts, if you're not crushing it, you probably don't need it. Cause you're not, you're not depleting yourself enough to really put a demand in there for it. But if you are working hard, you need it. You need higher overall calories or, um, you need to punctuate with refeeds or cheat meals. And if you're just doing, if you're not carb cycling or doing anything like that throughout your prep, um, you're going to come up with, uh, some problems probably sooner rather rather than later. Other things, um, you know, if I'm just kind of spitballing here, um, being off on your hydration is a big one. Allowing your cardio intensity to, you know, gradually dwindle as prep goes on. You know, as you do more and more cardio, your overall intensity for it will become less and less and less. Um, I'm a big fan. I know it's not 100% essential, but I'm a big fan of maximizing what we get out of your um, cardio investment for time. So I like to see cardio broken up. Like what I, what I like to avoid as best as possible is, um, lift and then do all of your cardio post-workout. So all of your activity for the day is just in one concentrated bundle. I think it's more effective if we split that up. And that's really why I'm an advocate for fasted cardio, not because it's fasted, but it's a chunk of time when typically, I mean, when your body's ready to burn some calories. So let's do it then. Let's get some food in you. And even if you lift in the morning, then um, you can uh, you can go lift after that. We separate those a little bit. So we create a little bit of distance between the two. So they're seen more metabolically as separate events. You get a capitalized on that post-exercise oxygen consumption boost, that you know metabolic ramp up post-workout twice because you do it after cardio and then you do it after lifting as well. So you get a little bit more bang for your buck that way. Um, even if you want to argue against fasted cardio, saying it's no more effective than you know doing cardio at any other time, you know, I, I would argue that in an absolute sense. I don't know that it's significantly more effective. I do think it's marginally more effective. Um, but uh, I, I think just breaking it up a little bit, you know, whether it's fasted in the morning or whether you work out in the morning, you do cardio at night. I think that's more useful um, than doing it all at once. How you manage your cardio and then just making sure that your intensity doesn't drop off. You know, as you do more of it, it tends to become less intense. As your sessions get longer, they tend to become less intense. So just making sure that um, you're mindful of that. And you're treating cardio not as something to just get through and survive, but something that you need to be an active participant in um, and, and really try to push through and really make effective. Don't just zone out, read a book or watch a TV episode just because it's going to impact your burn. You know, you're doing it first and foremost because it's cardio and we're trying to burn calories. So don't let whatever you're doing um, to take your mind off of the fact that you have to do this mindless crap um, detract from the effort and the intensity that you put into it. That, that's a big thing is, you know, people think, well, I get on the step mill and, you know, it's just, there we go. I just have to survive 30 minutes on that. And I'm going to zone out and I'm going to text my friends and whatever. And like, you know, if you focus a little bit, you can crank up the speed a little bit more. You can activate your muscles a little bit more with each step. It's going to be way more effective. I'm not saying you have to be 100% totally 
literally in the zone. But if you're reading a book, if you're texting, if you're watching you know YouTube videos or Netflix when you're up there, you're missing out. So um, for for me, it's it's tunes all the way. You know, it's all all about the music. So um, because then you can really kind of focus on that and. Especially if you get a consistent uh, playlist that has you know a higher beats per minute rate, um, you know like a cardio centric playlist, um, can be really good. I've got a cardio playlist that I, I go through. It's about forty tunes. Um, so, some of them are are a little slower, but they're all songs that kind of get me going. Like they're all a little bit heavier. Well, some of them are just you know I think they're like classic rock tunes that are not heavy, but they're just badass and I love them. And so that really like you know so the stuff that kind of makes your hair stand up on end. Those are the things that make good cardio songs for me. So. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we even though you're on a deficit, we want to continue to force progressive overload over the course of a split, however long you spend in it. For me, it's it's you know, for my clients, it's about four weeks typically on average. So um, making sure that you really force the issue on progressive overload, and you don't allow your training to become stagnant just because you're on a deficit. And I'll give people hell on this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I realize you're on a deficit. So when you're telling me your lifts aren't progressing this week, I get it. I need to push harder and dig deeper and maximize that intensity and lift with more aggression safely but with more aggression that's how we keep uh, that's how we avoid plateauing and that's how we retain muscle better on a cut when you signal to your body through trying to use that muscle that you need to keep it um, you're going to keep more of it so um, assuming you know you have a reasonable diet in place so um, those are the things that come to my mind as the sneaky things that would impact your prep um and then also just, you know, not, not picking the right show, not giving yourself enough time, um, giving yourself too much time that can happen. Um, you know, all, all of those things are, are need to be thrown into the mix as well. Um, so that, that's about it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking here, I had to pause this a couple times to take care of some things. So now, um, it, it's a little after three and I'm like, man, I got to finish up some work here. I got to do laundry. Now I need to spend that 90 seconds packing. Um, I, I need to pack early. Because if I wait till the last minute, I'll forget stuff. I don't need to spend a lot of time packing, but I need to get the the stuff that's top of mind thrown into that bag and then come back an hour later and be like, oh, I forgot this and this. Oh, I forgot this and this. So I've got to do that earlier stuff. Uh, I've got to do that pretty soon here. So anyway, there we go. We, we, we managed about 30 minutes here. That's pretty good. So I'm, I would love to get more topics from you. These are all great emails. Lisa, I've got one more from you here as well, and we'll get to that next time as well. So um Anything that you've got for me, 865-518-2974 is the call-in number. You can go to 5starphysique.com or thedropset.com. Click on the contact button, send me an email that way, or just send it directly to Darren at 5starfitness.com. Start with two R's, fitness.com. Um, that'll come to me. Uh, or conversely, DarrenStar at gmail.com. That's me as well. Um, what else? Instagram at Darren underscore star, Twitter at Darren star, Facebook and YouTube, five star physique, uh, Pinterest, five star physique, all the good stuff is up there. So whatever your social media inclinations, you can find me there unless it's LinkedIn homeboy. Don't play that. Um, okay. That's all I got. Thanks for listening everybody. I appreciate it. I'm going to go head off to Oregon here and I'll be back. Hopefully we'll do another one of these next week. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of rubbing my hands together, waiting to see what y'all got for me. So come on, bring it, show me what you got. 